0: Once again, thank you so much for being part of our family. Shalom.
1: Excellent. Shabbat shalom, everyone. I'm glad all of you guys are here today. Let me open in prayer, and then we can get into the study. Father Yehovah, we give you great thanks. We thank you for another wonderful Shabbat, a day that we look forward to. Father. Um, we just, we come here. We want to grow closer to you. We want to understand your ways more and be empowered by your spirit and be encouraged by each other. Father, help us to accomplish that today. We thank you for your love and your mercy and your ultimate uh, your ultimate gift of life that we see through the blood of your son, Yahshua, who we view as our Messiah and our King. We thank you. Amen. So, Oh, thank you, those online, for being part of us. If you'd like to donate, you can go to livingmessiah.com uh, at the website there, and you can find a donate button there. It all is, uh, I thank you in advance for any, any support that, that you may feel led to do. So, as usual, we, uh, we have the mic, it will, uh, it, it will come around if you have uh, any questions or comments, just raise your hand, be brief, be on point, and let's not get uh, uh, ahead of the text so we all can learn at the same time. Uh, those online, I, I do want to, uh, last week we did, uh, we had a blackout here, that's why we were not on. So real quick, just so you know what we covered last week, I'll give you a real, real simple uh, 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 real simple things that we went over, at least what I was trying to convey. So uh, you can always go back and read that section about Yeshua overturning the tables and then keep this in mind because last week, Yeshua overturned the money tables in our study um, of those who were selling in the temple and the point I wanted to share on how I saw this, and it was my personal thing, but I, I think there's a lot of validity to it. Um, if your body is the temple of the set-apart spirit, like it always has been, that hasn't changed, it's always been that way, that whatever made the spirit leave the temple in the past will be the same thing that will make it leave within you in your own temple as well in uh, so ultimately the same the same let me see what would it be how would I say it the same uh, Ideas, the same laws apply to that temple as they do to your own personal temple. And that being, uh, that, and for that spirit to leave that temple, when it left that temple, it was the disobedience to the, uh, to the commandments. So both those concepts apply to the physical temple and this physical temple as well. Okay, so we're going to start chapter three. Um, and it's a really interesting, uh, interesting section here. So let me read this here. So John 3. And there was a man of the Pharisees, Nicodemus was his name, a ruler of the Jews. This one came, uh, came to Yahshua by night and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, okay, my teacher. Uh, we know that you are a teacher for, uh, from Elohim or from God. For no one is able to do these signs you do in Elohim if, if Elohim is not with him. Yeshua answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born from above, he is unable to see or perceive the reign of Elohim, the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How is a man able to be born When he is old, is he able to enter into his mother's womb a second time and be born? And Yeshua answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he is unable to enter into the reign of Elohim or the kingdom of God. That which has been born of the flesh is flesh. And that which has been born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you that you need to be born from above. This is really, there's a lot here, so I don't know, I'm going to hit maybe the things that I kind of want to bring out here and possibly as this goes along, it may be next week over here over the same things as well and different avenues because there's a lot, obviously, that's packed into here. So the first thing that I do want to mention is because we've got to go along with the storyline that's here as well. At night, it's the time of the Feast of Passover, and maybe, possibly, it's the evening of the 14th. And I'm saying that because we just know he overturned the money tables. It was the time of Passover. And at night, Nicodemus comes to him. Okay, that's just my pure speculation. Okay, on that. And we're going to look at see the, uh, uh, to see the kingdom or to perceive the kingdom. We're going to look at born again, born from above. We're going to look at it more closely. But First, a little about Nicodemus, or uh, uh, Nicodemus uh, Ben-Gurion is what I found out about him. This is interesting. So this gentleman, Nicodemus Ben-Gurion, okay, he was a wealthy Jewish man who lived in Jerusalem in the first century CE. He is believed by some to be this one and the same, Nicodemus, one and the same person that's here in John. He is discussed by Josephus in the history of the Jewish wars, and he's also discussed later on in other rabbinic writings. I won't go through the list of where he pops up. One of them is the Babylonian Talmud as well. So this Ben-Gurion, son of Gurion, okay, in Hebrew, and his real name is apparently uh, uh, Bani or Bane. Hmm. Interesting. Anyhow, because of, uh, uh, he, he got the, the Greek name Nicodemus, because, and that name meaning conqueror of the people, because of a miraculous answer to prayer that he had made. Okay? Nicodemus appears to have been a wealthy, respected figure, known for his holiness and his generosity. He is—he was an opponent to the zealots and the rebel uh, in the rebellion against Rome. Okay. He is seemed uh, and obviously here he seemed more open to the teachings of Yeshua than his other fellow Pharisees. Okay, because he's coming and wanting to know more about Yeshua and what he's talking about. So, and he also will show up two more times in the book of John. So, unless someone is born again, he cannot see or perceive the kingdom of God. So, born again, born anew, born from above, born from the beginning. These are all concepts, okay, that we're going to kind of look at and search out here. And obviously, if I'm going to search them out, like I have been, I've been going to the old because that's where they're all at. Okay? So, This statement uh, is much bigger, I would say, or at least I want to show you. It holds more in it uh, than how it's understood by most people in the faith today, okay? And yes, specifically, I'm talking about that idea, I'm born again. Yes, I would say I'm born again, but I'm saying there's more to it, okay? There's more to, to that idea and I know that's a bold statement uh, coming from me but there is much that is overlooked in its meanings and what should it mean okay so that's what I want to look at so obviously then it comes to this question then what did the statement Yeshua mean in the first century in the Jewish context in the context of that time yes born of the spirit, born of the spirit. yes that's I think another way to it actually matches up to a lot of what we're going to look at. Thank you. So, what did it mean to them at that time? Okay. Um, here's an interesting. So, the the in that context. So, the Greek word that's being used here often is translated again in this verse. More commonly, means from above. Okay? In the Septuagint, the same word often associated with the heavens, the tabernacle, and visions of God's throne or Elohim's throne. Okay? And ultimately, it's kind of interesting, the it's kingdom imagery that should be associated with this. And I'll show you that as well hopefully so the book of john has a lot to do with the kingdom and obviously more things too but this idea of the kingdom runs through the book of john in a lot of ways and i and i'm saying that only because i noticed that much much more uh, actually digging in this study and doing this with you guys because in the past you know um Which you probably know as well too. John is unique to the other Gospels, and it seems to show Yeshua more of a deity. It shows more deity versus the others. But this time, I'm looking. I'm seeing more how the kingdom is here as well. Okay, Um, so Yeshua calls Nicodemus the teacher of Israel. Okay, and we'll see this uh, in three ten here. Okay. So he calls him the, the, the teacher of Israel and he's expecting him to understand what he's saying. Okay, while he's talking, in, in, uh, while Nicodemus comes, it's, there's this expectation that Nicodemus should know what Yeshua is talking about. So, so what was he talking about? What, what kind of metaphorical rebirth would have been familiar to Nicodemus? Okay? Here's one possibility that I came across in my research, and I think this is going to be wonderful when you hear this. And again, this is coming from the rabbinic side. Okay? Nicodemus being a Pharisee, and Yahshua is talking to him about a rebirth, and ultimately a rebirth from above. Okay? so because. You see, Nicodemus went to this whole concept, well, how can someone come out of his mother's womb again and go back in, okay? What's that idea of rebirth, okay? So, so again, I read one possibility was the case of the uh, Apostolite, one who comes into Judaism or comes into the faith, also known as Agur or from the Goyim, a goy, okay, who comes in. And ultimately, that is one who joins the nation of Israel by choice. Okay, keyword choice, and not a physical birth, meaning one that's born outside of the land, born outside of the commonwealth of Israel, but yet by choice says, "Your God, I want to be my God," and so on. Okay, so, and that's ultimately he's abandoning the the. Paganism and, and everything else, all the other gods that that one may or may not worship. Okay, so the rabbinic tradition that grew out of this this the the Pharisaic type thing speaks of the Posaite. Okay, emerging from water immersion, we just covered that, didn't we? Not too long ago, emerging from water immersion, reborn to begin a new life with the allegiance to the people of God, of Israel, the kingdom. Does that sound familiar? Of course it does, because we just looked at that. So again, this rebirth that Messiah is talking about, Nicodemus is missing some things, but it's not new. And that's, I think, the major thing I want to show you. It's not new. And it will get deep, and there's... Like I said, we'll look at it and it has a lot of, what would you say, fingers to it that can support what I'm saying. But I'm going to try to, you're going to see how my mind followed as I went through this. And obviously certain verses you're going to see, you're going to go here and you're going to go here. So please look those out, but let's, uh, I'll stick with what I have to show you. So ultimately this rebirthing, all right, that the Pharisees understood okay, due to someone being baptized in this new life, it's all a Torah lifestyle is, requ- is required to join the kingdom from the kingdom above, the kingdom of heaven. Man is born naturally into the world. This is where they're getting the concept, okay? Because man is born naturally into the world, right? With a choice, because you are born with a choice, right? So anytime... Or at any age, a person can choose to start what? A new life in the kingdom of Elohim. And that, and that kingdom, we cannot forget, has responsibilities for those who desire or want to be members. Okay? That's key as well. So, you can see in the rabbinic teachings that that's where I got that from, that concept was there. Okay? So, born again in itself is nothing new okay so I'm going to look at this idea of born again born anew born again and I'm sorry well I'm not gonna apologize I'm just gonna say born again in the Passover and the Exodus example okay cuz I'm telling you this because okay on one hand, like I had mentioned, this conversation takes place at the time of Passover. Okay? At least the author or whoever put together John put this story right after Passover. Because he overturned the tables at the time of Passover. And now Nicodemus is coming for... So I'm going to run with the theme of Passover. Okay? Whether that's what the author meant or not, one way to look at it. We'll see if that plays out. So, I'm going to go to Exodus. Exodus 4.22. And you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says Yahuwah, Israel, Israel, my son, my firstborn. So I say to you, Let my son go to serve me. But if you do not, uh, do not. Let him go see, I'm going to kill your firstborn. So what's this have to do with it? It has to do, there's a nation is going to be born or reborn right here. Is that not a new birth? Is that not being born again? Again. They have a choice to change their hearts and become a new person as individuals and as a nation. Change their hearts and become a new person. Or they can stay in Egypt, stay in the world, under all those other things. To be born from above. Born from the beginning, born again. That choice is there. Now you see, for me, at least I'm hoping you see quite quickly, that is nothing new. Okay, The born again concept is nothing new. But, but what, I, what I have experienced or see is... Usually when you heard that uh, phraseology, it's just from the cross forward. And I just want to show you that, no, it was actually before the cross, that whole concept was there. And at the cross, it just solidified that. And actually, maybe the last chance you get to do that. Uh, John. So
2: one can make a reasonable argument why they make that, Conclusion: your typical Christian thinks everything starts in Acts chapter 2 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's because he says, well, what does this mean? It's like he doesn't, he doesn't have a clue. So is he just kind of dense, or is he doing sort of a, a Socratic sort of, you know, let's have a dialogue. I'm going to test you to see what your response is.
1: Yes, I believe that's a very valid thing because he was a teacher of Israel. So he, at the same time, on one hand, I think he respected Yeshua and what he was teaching because he says, you, are, you couldn't do these signs. And that was something else that was interesting because when he came in, the only big sign that John talks about overturning the tables, but it seems like Nicodemus said you couldn't do these signs inferring that there was other things that he did, not just overturning the tables. Other things that he did that Nicodemus to, was aware of and like, you know what, I want to get close to this guy. I, and maybe like you said, I want to feel but, him out. or
2: If if. if. Your typical view is well. This guy's kind of dumb. He doesn't. You know. He's a he's a dumb rabbi or whatever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. Then you can kind of make the argument that this is something brand new. I born again is a new thing, and and Ms. Yeshua brought this brand brand new thing with him. So it's good that we're going back and saying where is this in in the in the
1: scriptures? Yeah. And then, and another thing. Thank you, John. Another thing. Maybe at that time too. You know. Maybe it, uh Nicodemus. Uh, you know kind of knew of it all right I'll show you where he might have been understanding something or why Messiah makes a particular comment but like any of us we can get our lives cluttered with things of ourselves sometimes and be blinded to something so whatever the case was be I don't think it was because Nicodemus I think a complete idiot okay that's not the case Yes, Kathy.
3: Um, You hit uh, the point about you saying that being blind to whatever you said. I don't know the exact words, but um, in me growing up as a Catholic, I was baptized as a newborn. And I didn't feel like that I was, like, truly baptized as I was a baby. And then I grew up, and in my 30s, I got baptized through a Christian church. And... I always thought that when people said they were born again, that it was like, that could be real loose, like someone, something happens to them or, and they're like, oh, I'm a born again Christian, but Mm -hmm. like, that's real loose. Like I was going around. What does that mean? Yeah. It doesn't have any true meaning to it, but Mm -hmm. some of them it's true. But I just think that people labeling themselves as born again That it's false to me. And I was there too, Mm because I got born again, but I didn't really, there was something in me that was like, I don't feel like I'm born again. I don't have any life in me. And then when I got baptized here a couple years ago, I really, that, I had no intentions of getting baptized Mm -hmm. that day. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit lifted me up and put me in that pool. And I've never been the same since. I got goosebumps even saying it, but I feel like I'm truly born again because it was through the Spirit. It was with all my heart and soul and my belief, and there's still a lot I have to learn, which we all do, but I make mistakes too, but I don't feel like that I'm not born again. I
1: feel like that I am. No, uh, thank you, sister, and uh, uh, amen to that, okay? Um, and by no means I'm not saying born again's a wrong idea, and uh, so I'm not trashing it because I will tell you <laughs> I've been born anew, born again. Okay, but all I want to get at is us who are proclaiming that, or anyone who proclaims that. I'm. I want. Or what I want to show you is there's a concrete understanding that goes along with that. It's just not some fancy things. And yes, there's feelings uh, that can be there. But it's not all about feelings either. Okay? There's, there's a change. And I think that's, that's what I want to show out. So, to be born from above, born from the beginning, born again. It's all about the obedience to the Word of God in His Torah, in His instructions, in His teachings. Okay? Now, what I want to bring out here that you... Uh, there's a direct connection to the heart there's a direct connection to the heart cuz the heart is what you do how you think what you, and ultimately what actions come out so it's kind of interesting if you're proclaiming born again then your actions is what i'm getting at better match up to what scripture teaches about that person who has come into the kingdom, and they are a new person. Jeremiah talks about this. Circumcise yourselves unto Yahuwah and take away the foreskins of your heart. You men of Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my wrath come forth like fire and burn with none to quench it because of your evil of your what? Deeds, what you do. And yes, Judah's pointed out here in Jerusalem, but I can show you over and over again, it's just not Judah and not just Jerusalem that had a problem with their heart. Okay? That heart problem went all the way back to the Garden of Eden, and all of us still have that condition. Okay? So. Oops. I gotta go. There's something else. So this new life, a new person, is what's going on here. So does that ring a bell with anyone who, if you read Paul, he talks about that, doesn't he? The old man has passed away. The new man is there. Paul's riding this wave, (laughs) is he not? He's saying the same thing, okay? Okay. Let me read you Deuteronomy here, like I was saying. See, the heavens and the heavens of the heavens belong to Yahuwah, your Elohim, also the earth and all that is in it. Yahuwah delighted only with your fathers to love them. He, um, and he uh, chose their seed after them, you above all peoples, as it is this day. And you shall circumcise the foreskin of your heart and harden your necks no more. And Yahweh your Elohim, the mighty one of mighty ones and the masters of master, and the great El, the mighty and the awesome, who show no partiality or takes bribes. Hmm. So that idea is ingrained. But we have Yeshua here. Yeshua truly Truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, and like that word spirit was floating around here, let's bring it in. Let's bring that spirit in here because it is a part of it. So born of water and the spirit. He is unable to enter into the reign of Elohim. So without this, you can't get in. And it talked before even, you're not even going to perceive it and be able to, understand it or even see that it's there which has been born of the flesh is flesh and which has been born of the spirit is spirit you have to be born from above and as i said is this a new idea is this a new teaching that Yeshua was talking about no we're going to go to ezekiel remember what we what i just read to you and what we went over And I shall take you from among the goyim, the nations. And I shall gather you out of all the lands and I shall bring you into your own land. This is talking about anyone who is born again and wants to follow the king. And I shall what? Sprinkle water on you and you shall be clean that's baptism, by the way. And I maybe when we went over the baptism things, we talked about the immersion or whatever, and I showed you the immersion was a newer thing because if you went back in the text, there wasn't necessarily a whole... They would even just be pouring water on themselves and cleaning themselves, okay? So all of a sudden, remember, the, Yeshua says you must be born of the water and the Spirit. Ezekiel... <laughs> Is talking about this. So let me go on here real quick. For from your filthiness and from your idols, I cleanse you and I shall give you what? A new heart and a new spirit. The spirits associated with this heart and this new birth with you. And I shall take the heart of stone out of your flesh and I shall give you a heart of flesh. Here it is and my spirit within you and I shall cause you to walk in my laws and guard my right rulings and you shall do them. So you see, this isn't a new idea. Baptism in the Holy Spirit, we just found it in Ezekiel. And that's how I would proclaim it. And obviously, the baptism in this Holy Spirit means that you are to follow the Torah. Mark.
0: So we're going to be talking about this. This is in our Haftarah portion in our main service.
1: And you, you mentioned that to me. And we don't, we know, don't really...
0: It's talk. amazing how God is working things out so that we're... He, I believe He's wanting us to get who we are. And so verse 27... He says, I will put my spirit within you. I will cause you to walk in my Torah. <clears throat> so what does that mean that he's going to cause us to walk in the Torah? A lot of people say, I don't know why my eyes were opened up to this. It's just This is what happened, and I began pursuing this. And we don't realize God said he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. So we're just the witness and evidence of what God said he was going to do here in Ezekiel thirty-six, twenty-seven.
1: That's awesome. Depending on how far we get what Mark just said, we'll see how that will play out on, on something else. Thank you, Mark. So this idea of the heart of flesh, I would say it's like a child being disciplined in the way. To have that fle- uh, know that who you are, know that you need to be disciplined, know that you're a new child, all right. So I would say John is building on what has already been written. OK, and he's even building on his uh, building on the very first things in chapter one as well. If you notice as he's talking, as the, he's revealing Yeshua to us. Now we're going to get into even all this is still related to what we just talked about. John 3, 8, the spirit or wind, remember the ruach, okay, has a double meaning. Breeze where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Brother Mark just was talking about that, wasn't he? So is everyone who's been born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How is this possible for this to take place? Yeshua answered and said to him, You are the teacher of Israel, and you do not know this? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what, what we know and witness of what we, what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If you do not, do not believe uh, when I speak to you about earthly matters, how are you going to believe when I speak to you about heavenly above matters? Okay, kingdom matters. And no one else has gone up into the heavens except who he has come down from the heavens and the son of Adam. I'll stop there because that's in itself an awesome big verse too. So here, the spirit, the wind, breathes where it wishes and you hear the sound of it so ultimately the spirit does what the spirit wants to do and it's going to do that always right when it talks about messiah here a uh, side note messiah's talking about you know about our witness what do you when he says we do you think he's talking about the father I'm only doing what, you, what I should be doing, okay? So however you want to look at it, or you could even be doing our witness is true because you have the written Torah, the written Torah is written in front of us, and I'm doing the Torah, and two witnesses, me doing. And guess what? That's for you, too. It's written, we do. Two witnesses. So his father and his own deeds are the witness to... <laughs> What, to who he is and why he's doing this. So I yes, Kathy.
3: Um I had the mic for a bit, but you got ahead of me. But back a bit ago you mentioned the law and then just now Torah. The, the what? A bit a bit ago you mentioned the law yes. and then just now you mentioned Torah. And I was listening to Air One this morning and it was talking about how some Jewish believe in the law. In Torah and to myself I was like isn't the law also translated as the commandments um, and it
1: can infer them
3: yeah and so I was gonna look it up and I had to start getting ready but um, I just looked it up and um, it said about like the law of the land all that stuff and it said more translations and here it says um, order stipulation commandment, directive and so it does mean commandment also and what I was saying to myself to the um, DJ guy was that is following the commandments, the law mm-hmm. and like he was like downing it and to myself I was like wasn't well, that commandments too and then just now and here it does say commandment Yes, so I just thought that was interesting, so he didn't know that he was actually wrong because following the commandments is following the law
1: uh, yes, and it's it's all in its context, depending if it's talking man's law or what is written coming from Mount Sinai, meaning God's law. yes, Joe
0: and uh, verse eleven uh, says, "True to I say to you, we
1: speak what we know." and witness. I believe he's talking about the Torah and what we have seen. And evidently Nicodemus did not uh, really have a grasp of what the Torah was, but the Torah is our witness. Yes, it is. It's, it very well can be a witness for us. Yes, Sister Pat.
0: When you're speaking of the Spirit um, being, in
1: order to be saved, you need to the water and the spirit, that happened in the Garden of Eden when he created man. He breathed his spirit into humanity. It was part of the the new birth experience. Neshama, I believe, is the word. Yes, awesome, thank you. So what I want to do here, let's focus on the statement where the spirit breathes, okay? Like Pat was talking about, there's a lot there because where the Spirit breathes and where, where does it go? You know, uh, that was, was the statement. I, I, let me read the statement real quick. The Spirit breathes where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but you know not where it comes from or where it goes. Now Nicodemus, I'm, I'm obviously Nicodemus would have probably known this verse. I came across this verse I'm not saying this is a reference, but there's something going on. And to be honest, I've been, one of these things, I've been meditating all week about it. And there's something there, but maybe there's not, but I want to share it with you. Okay? I want to share it. And that's Ecclesiastics, what I just read to you. Okay? He who watches the wind does not sow. And he who looks at the clouds does not reap. As do you not know uh, what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with childs? So do you not know the works of Elohim who makes all? It's so interesting that Nicodemus, talking about this, he jumps to how can someone be born again? He goes to the womb, okay? Okay. But Ecclesiastes, because they're talking about the spirit, they're talking about the being born again. Nicodemus, I don't know, but I'll show you what uh, this. I went and I got, I think it's Rashi, right? His comments here on this verse. And I'd just like to sh- share with you the mindset. And maybe this is what Nicodemus was familiar with. And in, in my opinion, Nicodemus, I think he was very knowledgeable, okay? like all of us can be in a lot of things, and not see something clear in front of us at the same time. So he says, the, uh, Rashi, or the comments in the Torah about this, he who waits for the wind, he who waits and looks for, uh, forward until the wind comes, obviously, will not sow sometime, uh, and will not sow. Sometimes he waits and it does not come. So if this idea of wind and the spirit, I'm not sure exactly how this plays out, but there's something here. And he who looks at the clouds, he who, who looks at the clouds and when he sees them darkening, he is afraid to reap because of the rains. Such a person will never reap because he is always afraid. As you do not know, this is a transposed verse Explain from the end, the beginning, just as you cannot identify the things enclosed in the, the the full womb, that is, I know nowadays they can see in there, but remember where this is coming from. And ultimately you can't, well, you can see a lot, but anyhow, but back then, just as you cannot identify the things enclosed in In the full womb, that is, the things closed in and confide in the full womb. And even though it produces outward, being child, you do not know what is in her womb. So you do not know the way of the wind, i.e., the knowledge of both of these things are equated, are equal. So it's this unknown. You don't know how the wind blows, where it's going, all right? But yet you can be born again. How does that happen? I don't know, but I think in some way it relates to what is talking about. So, since I couldn't grab anything, the one thing that I saw here that is, uh, and we might have to close here real soon on it. So, when I ran into this barrier, instead of just trying to make up something for you guys, I really don't know. But, it, but do you see what I'm talking about? There's, there's some kind of relationship with this verse that I found here. So um, I'll get one more comment. Then I want to finish up real quick because we'll have to close.
0: All right, right. I'll, I'll make it quick. Cause John 3, uh, 7. Marvel not that I said to you, you must be born new. The wind blows where it shall, and you shall hear the voice
1: of it. That's my next slide. Thank you, Dad. So, and it has to do about the voice, and we want to look at that concept. That's what I want to get at uh, next here. um, But with our time constraint, I don't want to just get into that real quick. But next week, we'll come back to that. And that's the one key thing that I want to point out that helped me look into what's being uh, talked about. Something that's related in the same thing, but if we understand it as being a, instead of the wind makes a sound versus the Spirit speaks, okay, that opens up other scriptures that we can go bring in and then look at what we're looking at, and maybe that will help us understand in somewhat more depth of what's being spoken, okay? So let me close in prayer, and next week we'll get right back to this idea of the wind and the spirit. I want to go over some of that more as well too and show you where. So Nicodemus said to him, how is a man able to be born when he is old? Is he able to enter into his mother's womb a second time and be born? So next week, born again, number two. <laughs> the second half, I guess, we'll do that. Um, let me close in prayer. Father Yahweh, we give you great thanks. Father, we thank you for your commandments. We thank you for your love and your mercy. And so many times you've been gentle with us and when we have been wrong. We thank you for that love and mercy. Help us to become more and more like your Messiah, like a child that you are deserving uh, us to be. We thank you again. Amen. Shabbat shalom. Those online will be back next week. Please come and see us. And those here, thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you next week. And go ahead and start reading all that. I'd like to hear from more from you as well. So Shabbat shalom. Thank you.